Now, of course, uh, for many, when you think of Christmas tomorrow, you'll think of kids waking up to full stockings of gifts, uh, thinking about the preparation and time that goes into puddings, prawns, legs of ham, preparing for family, uh, thinking of bonbons, Christmas cheer among families and friends. And, of course, uh, I will, in particular, be thinking about the leftover trifle and how many days I'll be able to get out of that. Hopefully, it'll be the rest of the week. Now, while a lot of excitement stems from the, the sled, the jolly fat fellow, if I can use those words, we shouldn't forget the true meaning of Christmas and where all this began, the real meaning behind December 25. And for many, Christmas is more than just giving presents and singing songs about Rudolph and Frosty. It's celebrating the birth of Jesus, the entire reason for the season as uh, is often put, celebrating the love of God. Now, Bishop Peter Comensoli, who has allowed me to call him Bishop Peter, uh, is a bishop of the Broken Bay Diocese, a figurehead in the community, and someone who knows all too well the real meaning of Christmas. And I'm delighted to say on Christmas Eve he's got a moment or two for us. Bishop Peter, Merry Christmas. Well, happy Christmas to you, Luke, and to, to all your listeners as well. For those that don't know the story, uh, and I'm sure you've told this story many, many times, would you do it just one more time for our listeners? Yes, happy to do so. Uh, let's let's begin where it all began with uh, a calling of the census. Caesar Augustus calls the census of all, all of the known world. Uh, and in that census, two people, Mary and her husband Joseph, go to their original uh place of living, which was Bethlehem, and there they give birth, because Mary's pregnant, and uh, in a kind of very humble setting, perhaps a stable, perhaps some sort of other uh, very lowly lodging, uh, there a little boy is born, his name is Jesus, which means God saves. And that little boy happens to also be the Son of God. And so born among us is God. And the big word we use for all of that is the incarnation, the, the becoming human of God. Mm. So there's a story in a nutshell. Is it, is it the act, actual fact, because I've just seen some debate over this over the last couple of weeks, that it was, in fact, the 25th of December? Or is, is that the date? Uh, just tell us if you can what you know the significance of that day and why it ties in. Uh, well, we need to go back to where the Scriptures point us. So I, I'm, I have no particular position on 25th of December or the 24th of December or the 2nd yeah. of January. That's a, that, To start with, that's a Gregorian measure in our sort of Gregorian calendar. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that sort of the specific date's not too important. Mm. Um, what we do know is that um, we can tie it to this time of um, the census. That's that's a known sort of point in history. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's what's important here. Jesus truly became, um, he was actually born. This is not a myth. This is not a legend. Um, we know the history, um, and there he is before us. If you can, uh, for the once-a-year Christians who might be listening, for those that go to church, probably because they go with uh, other members of family or it's something that they just uh, always did, um, is is doing that being, in terms of being a Christian, where, where does that sit? Can you go once a year to church and still call yourself a Christian, I'm sure there's plenty of people who go to church tomorrow and think, 
oh, it's only once a year, why do I even do this? And in terms of the future of the church and uh, growing numbers, uh, it seems to me a, a question that perhaps uh, has been around for a long time but perhaps hasn't been properly dealt with. Yes. I, I, I think, Luke, you used the right word at the very beginning of what you just said, and that is family. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the important thing, I think, about um, the way that God chose to come into the world is that he did so in a family. Um, so Mary says yes to God and gives birth to a son. Joseph says yes to Mary and forms a home. And in that, in all of that, God says yes to us, his people, the, the, the humanity, and says yes in the way of giving us um, who we know as the Prince of Peace. Now, all of that happened in the context of a family. So that families might gather um, on this day is, I think, a very uh, lovely expression of entering into the way that God wanted to be a part of our lives and invited us then to be a part of his life. And and does it, from your own personal point of view, does it not, um, because you see this on Christmas Day, I'm sure you'd love to see it every Sunday. Um, How how does the church, or if if I can use a broader Christianity, how does um, it connect better with um, you know, with the masses, uh, or is it uh, even the church's fault? Is it society's fault? How have we got to where we are now? Do you think? Yeah, um, uh, Luke, there's a big difference between two words we use a lot. Yeah, we use the word optimism. Yep, and we use the word hope. Right, they're not the same. Um, I, I'm optimistic that Manly will do well in 2018. <laughs> An awful lot of your listeners would not agree with me on that. <laughs> Too I'm true. I'm optimistic. Right. But I have hope in the goodness of our humanity shining forth. Hmm. The difference here is that optimism, it's, it's not up to me. I'm not playing for the family team and so on and so forth. Um, uh, it's not directly re- part of my responsibility. But hope is we can all work uh, towards hope. Of course, hope is a good for our world, uh, uh, something that we can work towards involves our work. It's not just something that happens automatically. Um, and this is the way of God. God was the one who brings hope to our world yeah. through the work of his son, Jesus. So so we might, um, you know, to and fro on where, where each person is at in terms of uh, their own faith life. But I want to say to everyone, work for hope. And in working for hope, we can find a way in which God has hope for us. Without covering ground we've already covered, if, um, and this hasn't happened to me, but I suspect it's happened to many mums or dads or grandparents um, over the years, where the grandson or the granddaughter, whoever it might be, would say, why do we have to go to church? What's what's the answer that um, a parent or grandparent should use to that um, uh, fascinating question? We miss you if you're not there. You're one of us, and we want you there, um, and somehow we are less, we being um, the believers in, in Jesus. We are lesser for your not being there. So be with us and, and join with us because um, you help us along. That's, that's how I'd answer it. That's a great answer, and that, that doesn't it uh, lend itself so well to uh, what we were talking earlier in, in relation to family? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the... the, 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 the Days of, you know, berating someone for not for not practicing, they were well and truly over. Yes. Um, the, the 
great gift of, of Jesus in our world is a gift that we want to help people to come to, yeah. um, not not to berate. I mean, that's not the way of God. I'm speaking to Bishop Peter from uh, the uh, Bishop of Broken Bay, I should say. Have you ever been to the Holy Land at Christmas time? Not at Christmas time, but I have been to the Holy Land, uh, and it's an extraordinary place. Been to Bethlehem, beautiful, beautiful little village, uh, and uh, still has a has a, a strong sense of the presence of, of God there. Uh, it, it, there's these caves in Bethlehem yeah. um, that they think perhaps might have been more closely accurate to where um, Jesus may have been born. You know, we have the the European image stuck in our heads, but it's that's not a that's not an uh, image of ancient Palestine. Ancient yes. Palestine is probably some little um, caves. Uh, the shepherds lived in those caves themselves with their families and all their sheep. Um, so you can very well imagine um, this is a place where, in the humility of um, G- Jesus' family, mm. they, he came into the world. Mm. Wow! Beautiful, beautiful place. I, I'm I'm sure it is. And um, someone wanted me to ask you about um, becoming a bishop uh, and the effect that had on on your life. Can you walk me through that? (laughs) Um, I I often get the question, do you enjoy being a bishop? And uh, my my sort of basic answer is I don't enjoy the meetings that I've got to go to all the time. (laughs) Oh, right, okay. (laughs) However, um, uh, for whatever reason, um, uh, Rome decided that I might be someone who might be suitable to be a bishop, and um, I love being the bishop of our people. So Broken Bay is all the North Shore, yes. northern beaches of Sydney, and also the central coast of New South Wales. Yeah. So I love being um, a, a, a someone who can, in my own humble and fairly faltering ways, might be able to bring Jesus to people. Um, I love that. It sounds so sensible. I'm, I'm concerned that you support Manly. What happened? Oh, I'm all class. <laughs> Listen to this. My goodness. Uh, last question, probably um, serious, but I wanted to put it to you. We had that horrible event in Melbourne through the week, and yeah. we often hear as a result uh, uh, a rush to or a reluctance to call it an act of terrorism, and often um, we hear, maybe not immediately, but down the track that there is some a connection to a group of fanatics or a religion, whatever it might be. Mm. People live in a sense of fear. Um, as a significant religious figure in the country, uh, what do you say to, to people who do live uh, in these times and, and do have that you know that fear of what might happen next? Yeah, yeah. Luke, there's, there, there's so many uh, ways in which violence and hatred show themselves in our world. So um, how do we overcome that, I think? Um, I, I can go back to that notion of hope. Mm. It's something that we work towards. Um, a hope for peace. A hope for peace. Where does it start? It starts in our own hearts. It starts in my heart. It starts in your heart. Um, and, and particularly it starts in our families. So how might we overcome the sources of violence in our speech, violence in our actions, um, violence even in our thoughts towards others. So how do we overcome that in ourselves first? And how do we build um, points of uh, reconciliation and forgiveness and starting over um, in, in our families? Christmas is a perfect time for this. Um, there's going to be lots of families gathering and there, there could be some real tensions. We know that the reality of, of family life these days. So 
So how might we plant little moments of reconciliation in what we do? I think these are the ways we overcome the fear that might consume us otherwise. Mm. Just do something simple in our own circumstances and from those simple circumstances build. Yeah. What a delight to talk to you, Bishop Peter. I've enjoyed it. I've learnt a lot and uh, I wish you the best for the Christmas uh, season. Um, God bless you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Luke. God bless all your people. Happy Christmas to all the listeners out there.